How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Overflow. We are back here on a recording on a Thursday, watching Monday Night Football. We got Eagles versus Kansas City. Got a little bit of a different pod here for you guys. It's going to be me and Elijah in a little tandem. Yeah. Um, and we're we're gonna get a little little different on you. It's not gonna be our typical outline. We're gonna um get more into religion and talk more about um. You know, our religion, I got a little bit to talk about another religion, and then, you know, we'll uh, kind of let God just take take the reins on this one. But, um, Elijah, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. It's been, a, it's been a good week, finally getting used to work, and I'm just kind of loving life, loving the weather right now, man. I hope you're enjoying it over there in Chicago. How's, how are you doing mm. over there? Is it cold? It's been, it's been beautiful lately. It's been like yeah. 60s, 50s, Ooh! which is... <laughs> which is weird for November, but right. Um, I goes should, down. Seriously though, I was cruising today. Um, I, I should mention though for the people, uh, we got another fantasy football hot night for us because <laughs> Elijah and I are playing each other we right do. now. Elijah has um, Patrick Mahomes and yep. AJ Brown. Yep. And uh, I'm out of players. I'm ahead by about 51 points, and somehow I feel like I still might lose this. So, <laughs> I need a know. dub, guys. I'm four and six. I'm sitting fourth right now. There's <laughs> six people in the league. Uh, let, let's get your, some prayers out there. <laughs> your boy is your boy is sitting at first place, which I'm <laughs> very happy about. I'd like to keep that. I really don't want to have to play Banks. Banks, if Ooh, you listen to this, yeah. uh, you are my mortal enemy, and He's your team sweaty. is. Your team is really good, so I, I really don't want to have to play you in the playoffs. But anyways, um, yeah, what did you get up to this week? What did I do this week? Let's see, working. Dude, I'm just working nonstop, man. Um, I feel like I'm doing too much, like I'm doing so much but not enough. Do you ever feel that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where thing. I'm at right now. It's a great thing, but I feel like I want to be doing more, you know, like getting in the gym, um, starting a new hobby. I need a new hobby, man. I want to start getting into some old stuff that I used to love, you know, like art or something. And um, <laughs> I just know, like low key, I know it's weird, but I'm trying to. I you can get... draw though, so I'm I'm with that. Yeah, right. I mean, I haven't done it in forever, but man, I just find myself sitting on my phone too much. Like, what am I doing with yeah. my own time when I'm on? I mean, I'm watching podcasts that might be a little helpful, but all I'm doing is just sitting there listening when I'm when mm-hmm. I could be doing something else. So right. other than that, man, my week has been solid, dude. I've been uh, very thankful this week. I've been uh, more in the presence of God, man. So I'm really actually excited that we're kind of changing, changing the, um, the outlook over this, over this uh, podcast just tonight. You know, might be able to do more of this later on, you know, when Ethan gets back on. But mm-hmm. yeah. how, how are you doing? Yeah, How's we, your week, man? Well, we should mention Ethan, you know, oh, he's, uh, he's out, <laughs> he's out for the count. He's <laughs> with, uh, he's with his family, you know, because he. He's a teacher, so he gets the week off. So you know he's visiting Which is family. He's oh so nice. You know shows where his priorities are. He's not uh he's not kicking it with us right now. But you know, yeah. everyone's everyone's gotta you know let off the gas a little bit. But yeah. um, you know we we figured we'd do something different because you know Ethan's gone. So we're like you know let's get let's get in the lab. Let's have a players only meeting. Let's talk about what we want to <laughs> do. Because when me and Ethan did the duo podcast, it was more like you know. Uh, a fun, like lighthearted, doing drafts and things like that. But we decided to get a little biblical about about this podcast, and it's uh, I'm excited for it. But um, my week has been good. I got a uh, I got a lot of stuff going on now. Got a little announcement for the people that are listening to this. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
for Elijah and Ethan and, you know, everyone that's in my life. Um, starting December 11th, I will be sworn in as a Geneva police officer. Let's go! Wait, you said December 11th? Yes, sir. Bro, that's so soon. All right, tell me about that. What does that look like? What the how? Wait, explain from the get-go. What happened, man? Uh, so, you know, it was actually a while ago. I've been keeping this a little secret for everyone, but um, oh, man. You know, things have been in the works. But on October 24th, I penned my uh, rookie contract, you know, fully guaranteed, <laughs> um, undisclosed amount. I'll tell you about that off the podcast. But um, okay. yeah, you know, I signed my, my uh, conditional offer and uh, I had a few other things to get through at the time. So I wasn't going to tell anyone and, you know, like jeopardize that down the line where, you know, people uh, are going to be asking like, oh, what happened to your job? You know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, I failed something. So I, you know, I just decided to keep it a little secret until everything was squared away. And so, yeah, I'll be, I'll be sworn in December 11th and I'll, you know, get um, fitted for body armor and all that stuff like that oh, week. And I'll be sweet. doing like administrative stuff. They fit you for yeah, body and then, armor? Uh, that's cool. And then, yeah. And then uh, January, January 8th is the first Academy day. So I'll like work until then and I'll get like the holidays off and then it'll be all go on the Academy. So oh my gosh. yeah, I told my, I told my grandma today and she started crying. So that was definitely, definitely felt good, but it's all glory to God, man. Honestly, I, uh, I couldn't have done it without him. And it's, you know, the, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and the rest will be added. And that's essentially what I did. And that's good. That's really good, bro. I'm so happy for you. So proud of you too, man. It's about time something good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been, it's been a what, like an eighth month, six month process, dude. You've been in this since the summer, right? Like trying to get a <laughs> yeah, hold it's of been, this. Yeah, it's definitely been a process. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I definitely have, uh, you know, been grinding and, you know, I was talking to Sarah today, the, the girl that runs the young adult ministry and she was like, Oh, this has been such a long road for you. Like, I'm just so happy for you. And I was like, yeah, but I never really, you know, I never really had a doubt. Well, I definitely had doubts, but I, you know, it didn't take long for me to get back, you know, focusing on, you know, the task at hand and just focusing on God. And, you know, I kind of just trusted in the path that he had laid out and I just walked on it. That's all I had to do. So that's it, man. Um, That is it. Come on, man. You're yeah. preaching already. You're preaching today. <laughs> I love it, Brad. I love mm-hmm. it, man. It's so good, bro. So good. Bro. Yeah. So, so what does that sworn in process look like? Essentially, it's just a um, you take your oath of like pledging to, you know, um, protect and serve and, you know, serve honorably and everything. And then essentially, I'll um, just start doing administrative stuff after that. So it's like a little ceremony and then. After that, I'll, you know, do all the logistics of like money wise and, you know, pension and 401k and all that. And then. Uh, That's so cool. Wait, so is this going to be like a graduation process? Like, because I think I've seen some stuff like this where people actually like sit in like chairs and they go up and they like do the exact same thing we did for high school and college. We just walk on stage. Is that something? It'll, so it'll be like that after I graduate from the, oh, uh, from my, when I graduate from the academy. So <laughs> I'll like, you know. It's essentially going to school for four months, but there's okay. like physical stuff involved, and they like you know teach you how to shoot and scenario stuff like that. Bro, that's and so then, uh, sick. 
yeah, and then after that, I'll be, um, you know, graduating and out on the streets, essentially. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool, man. And you get your own car? You're yeah. going to get your own, like, squad car? No, I won't get my own squad car just because um, they, don't, they don't give you your own squad car unless you're a sergeant. But, oh. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I'll be hooked. They're going to hook me up with everything else. Like, they pay for everything. So it's like, you know, they pay for your like utility belt and all your like holsters and ammo and you know stuff like that and they you know pay for all the uniforms body armor boots you know like everything cheap. like that that ain't cheap. no <laughs> no it ain't so how long but, is this, uh, how long are you like what's how long is your contract you know your rookie contract it, i was just joking it's not actually a contract but it's uh oh. it's like you know they they have it laid out so they show you what you start at and then like you know how much you make each year till you top out. So I'll top out in six years if I don't, you know, go do a different like job within the department where I'm like, you know, field training officer, or, you know, sergeant or, you know, sc school resource officer, which I would really like to do That's and just cool. like go protect the high school. But um, yeah, so it's like, you know, I know what I'll top out at in uh, like six years, but it wasn't really about the money. Like I had another yeah. offer from another town actually. Oh, and, cool. uh, it was like 10 grand more than the town that I chose to work for Geneva. Geneva. And so I ended up just, I ended up just eating that 10 K. Cause I was like, yeah. that's not really why I'm, why I'm doing this. Yeah. And you're in your home, you're on your home court advantage right there. Geneva. That's, that's, that's your stomping mm -hmm. grounds, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. You, are, you, you know, all the streets, back roads, you know, where the high, exactly. high spots are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're yeah. going you to be like finding, like, I don't even know, finding stuff that you're like, yeah, that's, I know where to go from there. Cause that's where I was. That's where I <laughs> yeah. was gone. <laughs> yeah. Damn straight. But, um, yeah, that definitely weighs in on their decision too. Cause they're like, you know, they want someone where they don't have to teach you the roads and everything. Yeah. Like they would rather hire someone from around here than, you know, like somebody who lives 40 miles away. Cause they're not trying to teach you how to get around, you know? That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. man. Well, I'm proud of you, man. Mm -hmm. God, God is, God is going to bless you, man. I'll be praying for you through and through. Mm -hmm. God is good. God is good. Um, getting off that topic. I've done enough gloating. I appreciate everyone that's helped, <laughs> helped me along the way. Um, Elijah, you got a blessing for this week or anything? That's my blessing. So that was like that my blessing time. of getting, you know, all laid out. Man, my, my blessing would have to be, man, I, I, the being comfortable in my new job. I know I've been talking about it for three, four weeks now, the new gig, and mm. I am finally comfortable, man. I feel like I am, you know, running at my own speed now. I'm not getting tugged on. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really doing it and it, and it feels really comfortable. I'm not getting as many corrections back from my work. Cause dude, my first week I got, I was doing everything wrong, bro. Every single thing you could, that could have gone wrong. I did it. I was doing mm -hmm. it wrong, but, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's honestly my blessing. And, um, yeah, just feeling like this week, man. I haven't really talked to you about it, but man, I felt the presence of of God a lot. Like I've had a lot of opportunity to talk about it, and almost every single day, I've had an uh, the ability to talk about God, which has been sick. It's been so cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm really I'm really stoked to you know get into the content of all of this. You know. Yeah. For the people, I mean, for everyone, because we don't upload the video. Elijah has a hat on that says ask god so i'm like kind of <laughs> chuckling when he's like saying i'm you know 
talking about God all the time, but it's it's not, no literally it's, it's just a like, talking point. Yeah, it's literally just like ironic. But yeah. um let's let's get into it. What did what did you want to read? What did you want to look over this week? We're gonna get into some scripture for the people that uh you know yeah, are listening. Um, yeah, so you you had brought it to my attention about the about doubt. You know, a lot of a lot of Christians can face doubt, and a lot of non Christians or people of other religions can face doubt. Um, and this is kind of the perspective of uh, a Christian who may doubt uh, sometimes. And there, trust me, there's been some doubt, not in the sense of God isn't real, but maybe that God might not be. Um, you know, I might be not where God, where I feel like I should be, but God has placed me to be, and I have doubt in in God's process, but um, that's kind of really sad to say, but sometimes, you know, you get in ruts where you're, you're just in it and you're just like, why am I here right now? And, um, you know, I, I wanted to focus on some, uh, a really awesome, awesome prayer, uh, from Psalms 28. Um, just a whole thing, honestly, it's, uh, the Lord is my strength and my shield. And this is one I, I, I will always go back to now that I've kind of re refound it. And it's as simple as this, you know, uh, to Wait, you, let me, oh Lord. Let me get there. Yeah. Let me get there. Yeah, get there. Psalms 28. Psalms are big, dude. Psalms is hard to find, truthfully. No, literally. Yeah. It's at the end of, like, huge chapters, and then Proverbs <laughs> yeah. is, like, a huge chapter. Yeah. Massive. All right, go ahead. Yeah. To you, O oh Lord, I call my rock. Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas, or yeah, my pleas for mercy. When I cry uh, to, to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary, do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward, because they do not regard the works of the Lord. Or the work of his hands. He will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever that is so powerful and so strong and i love that um i really like whenever i, I love whenever um p passages say blessed be the lord before they say anything thanks be to the lord no matter what you're going through no matter anything and you'll see it in a lot of prayers throughout the bible and and i think and it's also in the lord's prayer too um uh what is it? Oh my God, I can't believe it. What's the Lord's Prayer? I used to say it all the time in football. Hallowed um, be your name. Hallowed your be kingdom. your name. Your kingdom come. And it's just exalting. Be done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's a lot of that's a, a lot of things Christians don't necessarily do when they pray. And you know, prayer is very subjective in a sense, but there's also, you know, a strong outline that you can follow. And I and I, mm -hmm. I find that my um my ability or just this week to be in the presence of the Lord is just to thank him in the morning and just first off before anything else. That's helped mm. me out a yeah. lot. A lot. Yeah. This, that really goes on like what I want to talk about. So I'm, I'm with you, man. The first thing I, yeah. first thing I've been doing every day for months now, like I literally open my eyes and I'm like, thank you, God. 
but um it's just a really good habit to get into because it instantly like changes your mindset where you're like oh you know i gotta go do this gotta go do that it's like no i get to go do this like i i'm blessed enough that i get to go wait that i wake up essentially yeah yeah and uh let me let me like actually read what one of the things i wanted to talk to you about so our church right now is going through james and they went through this a few two weeks ago yeah i think two weeks ago it's james four if you want to meet me there otherwise i'll read it it's not that long yeah um it's james four verse 13 to 17 it and so um what what version were you reading out of by the way uh esv okay i'm new king james version okay so james uh james the brother of jesus says come now who jeez come now you who say (laughs) 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 come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city spend a year there buy and sell and make profit Whereas, do you not know what will happen tomorrow? And then he asks, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. And, uh... That really, like, talks about what you're talking about, just being grateful and, like, just literally waking up. Like, James yeah. is talk, talking about this person, and he, like, quotes, they quote somebody, and he's like, you know, today and tomorrow, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do this, we'll do that. And then he's, like, literally asks them, he's like, what is your life? Like, you're so blessed in your life to say, like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Like, just be happy enough that you woke up that day. And then he says, like, for your life is a vapor and appears for a little time and vanishes away. That's so crazy. Yeah, and like what it says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. And it's and it, and it, like overthinkers should read this one, man. I mean, mm-hmm. even though it's very hard to stop overthinking. I, I'm not an overthinker by any means, but I've seen it done. And, and it just pains me to see that people worry so much about what tomorrow is going to be like whenever – you have only today, you're only promised today, this moment, this here, right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I don't know, it speaks volumes to whoever and whatever that might, you know, you can, you can apply so many um, life situations to this first, which I, I really like. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of the last, the last uh, verse where he says, therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is a sin. It is. Oh sin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I was actually saw something yesterday and, um, it was about uh, Halloween and if it's Christian or not, but you know, as a kid, we're, we're besides Halloween or whatever, ignorance in this sense is bliss because if you know that what you're doing is a sin, then it's a sin. So, and there's passages in the old Testament that say, um, go forth, eat what is given to you at the house. Um, and uh, if it's um, prayed over by the evil spirits, don't eat it. But if you don't know it, then it's not a sin. But if you do eat it, it is a sin. Mm-hmm. And so it just goes on to there's always a little voice in the back of your head. And for me right now, it's it's zinning. I don't know if you guys know what zins are. There's these nicotine pouches and 
Gee whiz, my boy. Every single time <laughs> I pop one, every single time I pop one of these bad boys in, I hear a little voice in the head say, Don't do that. Don't do that. And I still go against it. And the fact that I'm hearing mm -hmm. that voice in my head, I, I know it's a sin because I'm being convicted in that moment for how little it is. And that might just be my personal sin, you know, and mm -hmm. it doesn't really doesn't talk about you know, tobacco in the Bible. Maybe it does. I've never seen it, but I um, that's it, just like little things like that. We can we can stretch it out and kind of find some more stuff within each other's lives that we might be aware of that we're sinning. Yeah. But I'm I'm lucky to say I don't really have any vices like that, at least mm -hmm. not anymore. <laughs> um, but it is a huge thing, man. Like Zin, Zin, I feel like Zins came up out of nowhere. Nowhere. Out of nowhere, bro. Like it took like one year where I heard of Zins and then by the next following like year, like so like you see them everywhere. They're all over yeah, social media. It's like the jewel, bro. The jewel popped up too, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in That's the day. Facts. Golly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talk about a, ooh, talk yeah. about some PTSD right there. I remember <laughs> kids in high school would be like, "Look at my jewel," and I'm like, "What? What is?" Jewel? <laughs> there'd be like, right in my high school, there'd be like six people in one stall just ripping one jewel, bro. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the kids at my high school used right? to all go in there and like like have vape parties or whatever but oh, i remember yeah. i saw because there's this grocery store around us it's called it's literally called jewel but it's spelled j-e-w-e-l okay. and so i was like talking to this one girl in high school who i like kind of had a crush on and she was like yeah you want to rip my jewel and i was like i was a good pretty i was a pretty good kid <laughs> in high school like i didn't really break many laws or rules until i was like 18 19 either going to college or like in college right. and uh she was like yeah you want to rip my jewel and i was like what i was like what is jewel and then the she just like store? she just like yeah no literally i was like the grocery store and she just like looked at me and just was like she started laughing and she said no and it was at that moment i knew like i wasn't gonna get that girl you know yeah no i, I no, wasn't cool no enough way. to hang out with her you couldn't yeah. rip jewels, bro. You're not good enough for girls, bro. What were you I was doing in, back then? Bro? Yeah, in high school, I wasn't cool <laughs> enough to rip jewels, but you gotta be you um, gotta be addicted to nicotine to be cool, you know, back then. Yes, yeah, <laughs> still to this day, seems like it. But um, actually, one of the other verses I wanted to talk about was uh, James one, uh, verse twenty-two, and he so, says, yeah, um. Be doers of the world, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this is one. This one will be blessed in what he does. Come and, uh, on. This applies to like your this God. like your situation because it's talking like, you know, it's literally saying that God's living law and word is a mirror. And you can read the law and it will like give you an image of yourself of you being able to say like I'm following that, I'm not following that, I'm following that, I'm not following that. And then you'll see the image of yourself after you read the law and you're like I don't like what I see in the mirror. Or you're like, oh, I do like what I see. So, like, for you with zinning, you're like, you feel like it's a sin or whatever. And you look in that mirror and you're like, damn, I don't like what stares back at me. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly, man. That's good. I never, man, you're coming out the woodworks with these. I've read names, but man, I never like really honed in on that. That's why I love getting together with, you know, other men of faith. That's so cool. Be doers mm. of the word, not hearers only. That's really cool. What do you, uh, do you think you're, do you think there's something in the Bible that you might just be only hearing and not doing? Is there anything that might be um, coming to mind? I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff I still am not really sure, like, how I feel about or, like, you know, I haven't I haven't had anyone – like, I didn't have that, like, father figure to, like, wrap their arm around me and be like, this is what's – you know, this is how you're supposed to follow it, son. Um, but uh, I would just say, like, you know, lusting and, like, our, like, society. Like, I'm not yeah. over here, like, you know, like – like some guy, like I feel bad for people who are like, I'm addicted to porn, and I'm like, yeah. I, you know, that's so bad for you, you know. It's horrible. But I'm, yeah, I'm grateful that I'm like not that person, but I still like am, just like any other guy like in this generation that like looks at yeah. a woman and, you know, Bro, immediately. I, pray. Like, I I pray before I go to the gym, dude. I like <laughs> literally I have to like no really? seriously like my. My buddy brought it up to me. So me and my buddy, shout out Brennan. He going to listen to this. He was, me and him were talking. We were just talking about um, kind of a conversation that you had brought up, Brad, that this, that gym culture is just like, it's promiscuous. You know, when you it's go to the vile. gym, you got, it's vile. Yeah. It's, it's very vile. And so, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a man and I, so like whenever a woman is just dressed like that, I mean, my eyes veer and I'm like, listen, every single time I do it, I like, I'm like, golly. So I put on some worship music when I'm in the gym to like get my <laughs> mind off that low key, like straight up. And it helps. No, it I, does. I feel you, man. You go into the yeah. gym and you're like, damn, like how am I not supposed to lust in here? You know, right. like, you know, like these people dressing like damn near naked and you're like, I don't, you know, like, like I'm just here to like work out, you know what? Not yeah. like now. No, I'm like glancing at you. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm, not, I'm like, what's the purpose? Like, what am I doing? I need an at home gym. So me and him were just like, dude, like he, he brought it to my attention. He was like, man, I pray before the gym now. I'm like, oh, does it help? He's like, yeah, <laughs> it does, you know, it grounds you real quick. I'm like, all right, let's try it out. <laughs> Shout out Brennan. He's a G. Shout out Brennan. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that's, that's good right there, man. So, how does this apply? You had brought up that um, doubt. Um, how does this apply to doubt? Or have we have we touched on it yet? Is this what we're touching on? No, I haven't touched on it yet. But I mean, we can get into it. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, talk about like, you know, this the season of the of my life that I'm in or was in. You know, like I'm trying to do something big, right? Yeah. And I had really, you know, pushed all my chips into the center of the table. This was not like a it was like a succeed or, you know, like failure is not an option, essentially, you know. Come on. And um, when you put yourself in a situation like that, naturally, as a human being, you're going to start to question certain things like yourself. Yep. Like, am I good enough? Like, am I working hard enough? And, uh, you know, like you had said, like, I work really hard, but then I still worry, like, or I still think, like, can I be doing more? Am I doing enough? Blah, blah, blah. And um, one really good thing that I had I had heard, you know, when I was in school, actually, because, you know, like my junior year when we were living together, I was like, you know, I would be busting my ass and I would still be like, I don't know, you know, am I am I working hard enough? Is this going to be good enough for the grade? Is this, you know, like that? And um, someone had told me a. um an unsuccessful person does 
the bare minimum or gets the work done and just trusts that it's good enough to be, you know, up to standard or good enough to be mm -hmm. par or average. Yeah. yeah. A successful person exceeds the bar and works hard constantly and still questions if they're average or good enough or, you know, not working hard enough. Wow. So like, that's reassuring. You know, yeah. So that really helped me knowing like, if you're, if you're thinking, if you're, if you know you're working hard and you're still questioning if you're working hard enough, you're, you're on the right path, you know, um, which really helped me like in this situation. So I wanted to discuss doubt with you because it's like, how do you, how do you deal with doubt? How do you deal with your own like sort of anxieties in your life or whatever, when you're starting to, you know, maybe you doubt yourself walking into a room or maybe you like are doubting, you know, um, is this all going to work out in the end? Like, where do you, where do you look to first? What's the first thing you do? What's the things you do down the line? That is a really, really good question. Um, I'm going to bring up what I always bring up. So it, it, this is, this is like a, a question that is always asked in interviews and it is how do you handle stress? Right. And, uh, and I'll get into doubt too, after this it kind of builds on it. And what I would always say, what I'm thankful for is that I worked in restaurants. Now, restaurant work can be very, very hectic and very stressful, especially if you work on a Saturday night or a Friday night or any night that has football. It's brutal. Now, what I used to get really stressed out because I would see ticket after ticket after ticket, and it would fall down to the ground, and I would see probably 40 to 60 tickets on the ground. I'd be like, I literally have to make 40 to 60 like plates of food. Like, how am I going to handle this? Like, how can I perfect all of these? You know, and I'm just focusing too much on the, on the full picture. Now, what I recently did back in uh, at uh, Tennessee this past summer, worked at Honey Fire, shout out Honey Fire, was I started focusing on uh, my mentality switch and it was one ticket at a time, one ticket at a time. I perfect that one ticket, throw it away. Next ticket, only focus on that. And it's one step at a time, not one leap at a time is what I kind of realized. And so what I what I realized is that I need to – what happened here? I need to focus only on – hold on. Everything's messing up. Beth, help me out. I need to focus solely on um, – the small, the steps that I can handle in the moment and to, what can I perfect right now? So with work right now, it's with doubt. It's, it's weird. Cause I'm, I'm not really in a doubtful mindset, but an anxious one sometimes with work. And I always go back to, it's just one step at a time. I can't perfect everything all at once, nor should I be able to, otherwise I would be superhuman. I'm only human. So I'm going to handle what I can handle right now. With perfection, like you said, you know, it's it's focusing on on the things that you can perfect in that in that moment. I hope I hope that that uh, resonated. You know, did do you feel like that resonated a little bit? Did it kind of answer the doubt question? Yeah, but like you know, you you're saying like stress stress things, so I guess that does mm -hmm. answer. I'm thinking more like intangibly, you know, like you're you ain't gonna sit here and tell me you've never doubted like the you know, what you were doing or like the career path that you're going down or like, you know, if you're working hard enough or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, I did doubt it actually. In the transition over, I was like, I was, I was, I was sitting here in this chair actually. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, I could easily go back to my old job. It, it's the same kind of gig. I just have to get rid of my weekends again and I can do it because it's what I love. But then I was like, no, I need a challenge. And it's, 
it's it's all with mindset and i and i know i needed a challenge because with challenge comes growth so i kind of i take it on f with a full head of steam and i i change that doubt into motivation and that's just kind of the way my mind works and i'm still actually working on how to how to verbalize that because i don't necessarily know how to and that's why i think i'm in the in psychology in the field of behavioral health because i want to figure out my mind so i can help people learn it not that my mind is perfect but some people mm -hmm. might learn from it yeah yeah i like that um i kind of just deal with it in the sense of like you know and this is such maybe you have the answer to this like this is so much easier said than done and it's just like when i doubt myself i'm like just put it on god like you like you oh yeah Pat says like just ask god like, I'm just, like, I'll start to get, like, jittery or whatever, and I'll start to think, like, oh, no, like, am I, like, good enough? Like, is this all going to fail? Blah, 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 this, and the other. And I'm, like, I got to just, you know, I always, like, say a prayer where I'm, like, God, help me to be, um, help me control the things that I'm able to control and help me to be content with the things that you, you know, control for me, for me, in yeah. the sense of, like, you know, and being content when things don't go the way I want them to go. But like, you know, you have the path laid out anyway. So it's like, you know, I was trying, trying to say that prayer, but um, that, but like also, you know, it's so much easier said than John done to just be like, oh, I just put it on God and forget about it. Like, yeah. do you have like a formula to that? Like, is there an answer of how to do that? Cause I try and tell people to do that. And they're just like, nah, man, like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Like, I just continue to worry about it. Yeah. So my grandmother would always teach me, always tell me at least every single like week I would see her. And I saw her just about every week back in back when I was a kid. And I, I didn't really understand until I got into my adulthood. But she would always say, let go and let God. So and it goes. So doubt is just honestly thought. Right. It's just thoughts going into your head. And and this is always easier said than done. But we have the option to hold on to that doubt. You know, we're holding on to it so tightly, then we get fatigued and then we get scared that we're going to fall. But whenever we do fall, we're just going to fall into the arms of God. And it's it, it's easier for men of faith, you know, people of faith to kind of rely on God. But for people that don't necessarily rely on faith, faith based thinking, it's 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 a weird answer. And I, I don't know how to answer it, honestly. And I, that's honestly why I, what I do want to answer. But I always tell myself, let go and let God. It's never that deep. God is here with me, you know, and God is my shepherd. God is my shield. And he's always going to be there right with me. And mm -hmm. maybe we can look into some screw, you know, to handle it out. Mm -hmm. Do you I have had, any scriptures uh, for that? I had one other thing. Um, I had one other thing. It doesn't really have to do with doubt, though. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can... We can look for something and then uh, come back. How do I handle doubt? I don't, that's a, man, that's a good question. I don't know how I handle doubt. Yeah. I really want to learn that, you know? So, viewers, do we have a, we don't have a captions or a comment section. We need a comment <laughs> section, don't. bro. <laughs> you know what I was thinking is we need, we need like a word for our like listeners or something. A word? You know, like peop, people have like the, like, you know, a, a name for their listeners like we need that we need something like that yeah i don't know what we call them though <laughs> can't be nothing like swifties or something bro 
Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, moving off of doubt, though, I have one other piece of scripture I had to we'll talk about. We'll circle back. We'll then, circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back. Maybe, maybe even maybe even a later podcast when Ethan's around. But uh, yeah. So it's uh, Romans, which I know you like. Oh my gosh! Come on. Yeah. Romans one nineteen. So actually one eighteen. So he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth of unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and divine divine Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts are darkened, professing to be wise and became fools and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Hmm. What was the what was the first verse again? Uh, the number? Romans 1. Roman, Romans 1, 18. 18. And uh, I'll talk about it a little bit, and then you can... Yeah, dive in. Um, you can, you know, maybe read it and then mm-hmm. talk about what you get from it. So I read this and I'm like, man, he's really just calling people out. And I had made a note here, you know, a while ago that says, um, you must praise God for he chose you and blessed you. Do not take him for granted. And uh, that really just sums it up, right? Like he says, like, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts. Um and so I just think of like you know how many, how many people I know that, or I, a few people that I know that definitely know God and had God in their lives, but they now have drifted away a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a tough conversation to have with people, but uh, regardless, I also think. Um, let me ask you this: What do yeah. you think of a woman that's really into um, horoscopes? Uh, it's it's like the same to me as a woman being into crystals, and I I don't like it whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I don't resonate with it. I don't see the point of it. Um, God created the stars and and the the moon, and it, it's just it's not for me. It's it's honestly a big red flag. <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, I was I gonna that. say. I'm, I'm like I'm out. Peace out. I so are, we split, are, we, are we splitting the bill now? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> You you already know if she asks for that uh birth date and exact time, you gotta just hit her with a piece and be like, yeah. sorry, honey. Yeah, but it, I I just it's no shame on people, no you know judgment on people, whatever. But it's just it's just not. I don't see how stars <laughs> can have anything to do with the, your birth, you know, your their development as a human being. You're subject to your environment, not your the gravity. Like- it's like the same thing as denying God, essentially. Like you're saying yeah. that these these little objects are like, you know, these interstellar objects can have an effect on your feeling and your your path and your day, you know. It's, yeah. 
not true. <laughs> and they're all subjective as hell. I could be a Libra, you know. I could tell someone, "Oh, I'm a Capricorn." She'd be like, "Oh, I see that." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." They're always like, "You say you're anything," and they're like, "Oh, that makes sense." That makes so much like, sense. Right, right. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, <laughs> nah, my rising moon is a Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm geeking right now. I'm I'm with you though. That's it's all it's all a load of smoke and mirrors. But um back bad. to God's back to God's word. What do you what do you think of that little piece <laughs> in Romans? I love um so you know how we, we feel the presence of God, you know, we, we, we feel it and we see it, right? And we, we see it in other people and just their character and their personalities and just, you know, you know, when you go to church, it's just a whole different environment. It's an emotion. And what I love about this, um, I, I like verse 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so they are without excuse. I love that verse because even though God is invisible, he is ever present. He is alive, he is well, and he is moving through this mm. nation and through me and through just a lot of people, everyone. And I I see it, you know, and and it's not until you open up the word that you can actually see God. And God right now, yeah, he's he's invisible to a lot of people, but man, it's 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 they always say God is love, you know? Mm. And or yeah, and that that right there, love is ah, I love the word love. Because it it is what we feel from God. We feel if if you're ever in doubt, if you're ever, you know, you know, and don't feel loved, go go to Christ. Go to Jesus. He's right there. He's right there. And, and he's right there with you and he's within you. And that's mm. uh, that's kind of what I took yeah, away sir. from it right there. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And <laughs> come this on. actually goes come on. And this goes back to doubt too. Like, um, be thankful. Be thankful. That's how you overcome doubt. When you doubt, you're not yeah. being thankful for what you have right now. You're doubting what might come. But if you just thank be thankful for what you do have, oh man, yeah. it's, it's it changes everything. It changes everything. Very true, man. Right. I, uh, that's very true. Being, just being thankful for other, like what you do have and, you know, mm -hmm. being thankful, you know, that you even have the chance of something going your way or whatever, like it'll change your whole outlook on things. Going yep. back to like, do not take him for granted thing. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. I, uh, I don't have any other scripture. Did you have other things in Psalms you wanted to talk about? Dude, Psalms is just a powerful book. I, um, yeah, actually, I did a little Bible study not too long ago. It was one of the ones I texted you about, and I was like, man, this one didn't hit at all. But I was like, hmm. but to me, it did, though. Um, let's see. Psalms. It's so hard to, dude, Psalms. How many books are in Psalms? 150 books in Psalms? Yeah. Gosh. I might have. Um, uh, do you think you could put a beat to like Psalms and like sing it? Wait, what's the. Yeah, what's the. <laughs> if it was in okay. Hebrew, if it was in Hebrew and it was rhymed. <laughs> I definitely could. Um, no, but um, doubt is of this world. Can you agree? God yeah, never man. Doubt. I don't think there's any doubt in. Uh, oh yes, 
Patrick Mahomes just threw a pick in the end zone. Come on. I doubt his ability to win this game. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, I I'm gonna go to my favorite verse, and like you said, Romans, man. It's it, it, there's a lot of these things in this world that we focus on too much, too much, in like doubt. We we focus on the things that we can't control, and and just in lust, and just whatever it might be for you that you might focusing much on of this world. Keep this verse in mind. Just Romans 12, two, best verse in the Bible to me. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Now, these these tests that we go through in life is is not, you know, it goes kind of goes back to the question, why do things or bad things happen to good people, or why do like we get presented with so many trials and whatnot, and like why why does a friend backstab me, or why am I getting hurt by person or why can't I focus on work or why is work hurting me? A plethora of questions. And it goes back to allow the allow the bad to be good. And that's with that being said is see God everything that you do. Be thankful for the bad times because everything that bad happens is all growth right there. That's what I love about this verse is because it just speaks volume. Do you agree with that? Can you see that? Don't be do, do you agree with that? I don't – that verse, it doesn't hit me like it hits you, you know? What do you mean, man, for real? <laughs> Personally, don't I know I know you like it, and I know a lot of people like it. But uh, for me, it, it, it doesn't hit doesn't hit like that. Doesn't hit All right, like show, that. show me one that might hit then. What's one that will hit for you on, on Acts, the topic of yeah, – Acts, let's Acts 228. Okay. 228. All right. Try to relay it back to doubt. See if you can do that. Go ahead and read it. All right, 228. All right. Um, you have made known to me the path of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Now, that's good. My book says joy. Joy? Um, yeah, you, you fill me <laughs> with joy in your presence. That's Glad actually cool. Um, yeah, I mean uh, – like you made me known the ways of life. Like you'll fill me with joys in your presence, and I'm never not in your presence. So mm-hmm. I don't ever have to not feel like I'm filled with joy. Obviously, that's impossible, but yeah. you know, joy, joy will always return. Um, but I mean, anyone, anyone that's doubting anything or themselves or you know, whatever, go ahead and turn to uh, Luke, the book of Luke. Yeah, Luke is good. And uh, I've talked about this verse on the podcast before, but it's 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 a it's a it's a home run. So I'm gonna talk about it again. <laughs> Luke one thirty seven. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Mm. Mm. So these these two verses remind me of something. So you know when people say, "Man, I need to go find God. I need to find God," right? Mm-hmm. And that alludes to to like God being lost, right? If if you find something, if you got to go find someone, it means it's lost or something. It means it's right. lost. But yeah. God ain't lost. God is right here with you, man. You don't have to find mm-hmm. God because He is ever in your presence. All you have to do, God is a gentleman, right? He's just gonna knock at your door and be like, "Yo, I'm right here." Open arms. All you have to do is just open the door and let me in. And I'm right here. I ain't lost. You mm-hmm. ain't gotta find me. I'm right here. Which I found really, really cool about that, man. Yeah. And it's, it's so joyful being in his presence. 
I, uh, my dad always says this. He's like, you know, when, when God wants you to go a certain direction, uh, or like, you know, go out a certain door or, you know, go through a certain door in your life, he'll like lock all the doors and windows in the house, except for one and light the house on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth, bro? That's good. actually. That is true. Um, but I mean, it's so hard to discern, you know, the, the door that's open. So how, like, where, where do you go seek open? How do you, you know, like, how do you find that? Do you, is it just something that is going to come up that is just going to kind of work for you? Or do you have to be with God to find that door? I think he'll show it to you, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it'll be glaringly obvious and he'll make that obvious to you. Like for all my people, sometimes we are in a point of life where we feel like we're stagnant. And, uh, you know, like that is a time where, you know, maybe the door isn't so obvious, but, uh, like if you were blind and the house was on fire, wouldn't you still try and find the door that's open? Yeah. That's so like, you you fucking man. Yeah. You still got to walk forward somewhere. You might not know why you're walking in that direction or which direction you're even walking in, but like you got to walk forward in some aspect of your life. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of people like where you're in a stagnant, like earlier this summer, like I didn't know any of this was going to work out in the end. Like Mm -hmm. I felt stagnant, but I was like, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to like, I'm going to put my all into this. Like I said, like, I'm going to push my chips into the table and, you know, I pushed my chips in the table and then the house caught on fire. And I was like, (laughs) damn, I guess I got to get out of here. And I went through (laughs) the door that God gave me to go through. I gotta um, get out of here, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's tough. Like you don't know, you don't always know what God's plan is for you, but you know there is a plan. So like, you can find some sort of like you know grace in that, or some like peace in that. Yeah, yeah, and you know sometimes you have to feel how cold cold the world is so you can see and feel the fire of God, which is something I've ha- kind of had to live with and kind of had to like kind of, I don't know. Have you ever felt like the world has been so cold? You know, I, or actually, I, I, before you answer that, I want to um, dive into your testimony. Can we do that for a little bit? How you came to God for a little bit? Um, but, yeah, we can just, give, I, I'll give you a little bit. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to share certain things because uh, they just are private, you know, like they just ain't for, sure. for everyone. Like I'll tell them to you, like I don't got any yeah, problem yeah. with that, but um, you know, maybe I don't like need a them. story that might be able to help someone. Yeah, I don't need no, like, everyone to, you know, be out there. But um, so part of my Bible study, like we're supposed to share our testimony sort of thing. So I shared a little bit with people, but I didn't, you know, I never... I didn't go into detail, but uh, I'll share more here just because I don't have to look them in the eye. And yeah, <laughs> but um, so for pe- it's, it's hard. It's yeah. For, for people that don't know, um, I did not grow up in a church like a lot of people in my Bible study, like you, Ethan, you know, um, even Jay, like, you know, they mm-hmm. grew up in a religious family. They grew up in a family where, you know, they had direction in their life and things like that. And, you know, they saw people winning in their life. People, you know, uh, with careers and doing all this, you know, these amazing things or whatever. I didn't have any of that, you know, growing up. Like I, I went to church one time from the age of like 
one years old until I was 22. So, um, you know, I, I didn't like, you know, I didn't have that direction. I didn't have God in my life. Like I, you know, obviously my dad was, is religious. Like he's very, like he follows God every day. Like he reads every day, but he never gave that to me, you know, and I don't know why that is like, he never, you know, tried to teach me or show me or anything like that. And, um, so obviously I knew like a little bit about, you know, Christianity, like that was like sort of in my life, like that's what people talked about, but there wasn't like, you know, I didn't have anyone holding my hand through it, especially as a child, you know. Um, but I grew up in a crappy situation, right? So I grew up like, you know, my mom was a drug addict, like straight up. And like I had, you know, half brothers who, you know, I shared a mother with that were doing the same thing. So I like grew up in that household of like, you know, drug dealers and, you know, drug addicts. And, you know, we're not talking like the light stuff. We're talking like serious drugs. And so, um, you know, you grow up in hell on earth and you just question, you know, God doesn't love me. Like, why am I in this situation? You know, why am I like, especially after I moved in with my dad, it was like, you know, you look at the community that I live in now and versus the community I was in. And it's like, damn, I, you know, all these people got all these amazing blessings around them, a whole like family that's not broken. Like why God doesn't love me. Like he would, he doesn't love me. Like he screwed me over all this and that, you know? So that's really how I felt almost my entire life. Really. It was like, God forsake had forsaken me. And I still had like certain moments in my life where I like had, you know, near death experiences where I should have died and, you know, something amazing happened. And that like kept my questioning of like, Oh, maybe there is a God kind of thing. Right. Um, and then, you know, like I had kind of started building more like into my faith and, you know, started more understanding of like, you know, God creates trials so that you can come out on the other side with a stronger faith kind of thing. Come on. And that's when I started to like realize like, oh, you know, like he didn't forsaken me. He was always there. I just needed to, you know, see that, you know, because I'm sitting here about to be a police officer and <laughs> I went to I went to college and, you know, I I didn't go to jail and I didn't deal drugs and I never did any of that stuff. And that's all because of him. Like I should have been you know, in the same boat as everyone else. Like all my other brothers did the same thing, but I didn't, you know, I was the one that never did that. And so, you know, you look back on it and you're like, you know, he really did. Like, he really does love me. Like I shouldn't have, like, I shouldn't have questioned him so many times or spoken against him so many times. Like all I had to do is like, look at it in a different way and, or a different like perspective and be like, Oh, like he saved me. And, uh, so when I realized that it only really took like a couple more weeks where I was like kind of, you know, praying to be saved. And then, you know, like one day I had a dream, um, a couple, actually two days after my birthday, uh, I had a dream and I was like, you know, in a kind of a broken place, like praying to be saved. And then he like visited me in my dream and he was like, you are saved. And then, <laughs> 
Someone <laughs> preach. Come on. And, th- and then I woke up and I was like, I'll be honest, I was very emotional. But uh, did you shed a yeah. tear? Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since then, we've uh, we've been very close. So. Yeah, man. And let me tell you guys, this man is a different man. He's the same guy, same, you know, funny Brad. But my goodness, this guy is on fire for Jesus. And I see it. We all see it. The community sees it. And this guy has been a huge impact on the people around him. And I can only hope and pray that you guys can find someone like Brad. And, you know, if you resonate with Brad's story, just, you know, share, you know, and don't don't be afraid of of stepping into God's presence. It can be a little scary, a little intimidating, but my goodness, it saves lives, Brad. It saves lives. Yes, it does. Yes, sir, um, it does. Would you Thank like you to share saying. a little bit of a little bit of your testimony? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I grew up in, in the Christian household, sort of. I started off really, really strong. Parents were youth pastors, uh, or with, with the youth team, rather. My grandmother was a devoted Christian. May God rest her soul. I can't wait to see her again. And we'll get into it. She's the reason why I am the way I am. And she, well, so I had a really rough childhood, much like Brad, um, you know, with parents were on drugs, heavy drugs. I witnessed it, saw a lot of it. But we had, I had a lot of good times too, but I, I was, uh, was never necessarily lost. I knew God and Jesus was always real. I always felt the presence, you know, simply because I saw, I had a, I was just blessed enough to have someone in my life I could just see and be around. And um, it's kind of the reason why I want to be in the, in the position I'm in right now is because of my coming up where I had a broken family and, but yet I had someone that was always taking care of me. My grandmother, she would always, she always knew how to just like use scripture, just like right off, right off the dome. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be just <laughs> like that. And she, she was basically my little therapist, you know, back in the day for me, because um, I didn't know how to handle the emotions, you know, as a young kid that, you know, I was, I was going through with, with my parents, but <clears throat> my testimony doesn't really, um, I don't know. It's, it's ongoing, honestly. And I, I really, devoted my life to Christ in college, I want to say. I, I, I made a switch where I was like, you know what, I, I do want to. And I have fallen short a lot, but um, last last year... Yeah, so, so, so have I and everyone else yeah, is listening to this. A lot of people have, but I got baptized, you know, for the second time. Um, the week before... Um, uh, the Super Bowl, and which was so cool, was Brian Dawkins talking to me. That man could preach me through a wall. I was about, I was getting ready to run through a wall for Jesus Christ. I was like, "Let's do it. Let's start it. Let's just let's just you know start a revolution real quick." And I felt the presence of God, and and I, I just knew um, that you know what am I waiting for? I always hear this this word in my head. It's just like, just do it. You know, Nike, I guess just do it. But like, just get baptized, get baptized, get baptized. And for the longest time, I heard that for about six months and I wanted to do it. And I finally just bit the bullet and I was like, you know what, I'm doing it. And after that, it's, it's been, it's been a long journey. And, um, though that was kind of like a wild spark notes (laughs) testimony. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I'm so thankful for for the coldness that I went through because it just it allowed me to feel the fire of God even more. 
because I went through a lot of cold. I walked through a lot of cold in my life, and I've I've done a lot of cold things in my life. But every single time I'm with God, I I just I feel that fire, you know, mm-hmm. I feel that fire, and you know, I I just want to keep keep seeking it like it's it's my lifeline. Yeah, I don't doubt that a lot of people feel like you and I did. Maybe you know before that fire had been there where it was just like yeah. that cold, that coldness. And you're like, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't do any of this. Like I'm not good enough to do this. And it's like, right. um, it's, it's a lot better now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For people that, for people that don't know, Elijah works in a boy's home or he, <laughs> he was, he was boots on the ground. Now he's more managing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more in a manager's role. But um, back to James, James one twenty seven, he says this, the brother of Jesus says, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to serve orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Oh, hold on, let me caption that. Wait, say it again, James, what? <laughs> James one twenty seven, pure oh. and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. To serve orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Oh man, that is good. That is good. That, wow, I didn't. Wow, Truly cool. doing God's work without even knowing it, man. Well, I always knew it too, and I don't know. I've always, oh man, my 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 walk with God has never been. I'm not good enough for Christ. It's. I'm not doing enough for Christ. And I always felt like a lukewarm Christian. I always felt like I wasn't doing enough. And I still mm-hmm. feel like that a lot of times. So I guess in a sense that I am doubting my, but I, I just feel like I'm called to do so much more and I need to run to, uh, to the Father. And I haven't been doing that, man. I, have, I mean, I'm in my Bible almost every night, but I feel like I'm just, I don't know. I, 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 um, have you ever witnessed a Christian that is just, you know, preaching at you and always talking about God and it's like kind of annoying? You're like, dude. Yeah, uh, Josh, Josh's dad, who is a <laughs> shout out Josh T. Yeah. Um, Josh's dad is a preacher, and he was like, he's always on preach mode. It's the most annoying thing ever. And but I'm is, with is that. Not, is that not what we're supposed to do, though, in a little bit? I mean, I guess it can push people away, yes, but, you know, we're supposed to be ambassadors of Christ and be disciples. We're called to be disciples as, you know, Jesus's disciples were. Yeah, but it's like, you know, people inherently as the people we are, like Jesus to us, Jesus and the religion should be the biggest thing in our lives, right? Right. But that doesn't mean that there's not a million other things going on, right? Right. And so it's like when you and me are trying to talk about, you know, football or whatever, like if you were to start preaching at me, like, oh, he, he, like this, that, and the other, I'd be like, yeah, man, I know, but like, I'm trying to, you know, talk about how he's spinning the rock, like they need to run the ball. Right. So right. it's, it's like, yeah, I've had I, some, I'm, go on, sorry. It's, it's like you're saying, like, there's a time and a, like, there's a time and a place, and it needs to be that way, right? Yeah. But it's also like you're gonna harden people's hearts by, you know, like constantly feeding them that. Yeah. So what's the what's the like appropriate approach to go with that? Do you have one? I mean, I know you're leading a Bible study and you're mm. kind of in the realm of of, you know, a lot of Christian Christian, you know, fellows, fellowship. So Yeah, there... I don't like I said, there's a time and a place for everything. I don't know. It's kind of like um 
Like I should do that all the time, but there's mm. people in my life that I know just don't want to hear it. Like I was that person. I was that person for sure. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like you guys just kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, and eventually it worked. But it's like, you know, there's a time and a place, and um, I'm not really sure how to approach it all the time, you know? Because there are those people you know where you're like, I want you to hear the gospel, but, like, you don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's so true. But I'm, I'm getting to a point where I just want to continue, like, I want to, I, I seek out opportunities to talk about Christ. And I even got approached the other day that um, in the midst of kind of, not necessarily an argument, but in the, in the midst of, of one of my friends telling me a situation in their life, and I brought, you know, the Bible into it. And he was like, that's just not what I needed to hear right then and there. And it kind of made me question, like, like when when do I talk about it then? If like if it's if 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 you felt pushed away by it, maybe did I do it wrong, or am I like like you said, a time and place? But I'm at a place where I just want to do it all the time, mm -hmm. and I don't want to be that person that pushes, you know, non-believers away. But you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're continuously learning. I need to stay in my Bible and just do what mm -hmm. we're doing now, which is so cool. I feel like I feel like Ethan would have a good answer to this. I'm not. I, I know, wish he was man. here. Me right? too, bro. What is? Why can't he yeah. home right now, man? He's just hop on the podcast. What are you doing? You know, he's just playing Fortnite with his younger cousin. <laughs> for real though, he's smoking him though. Don't doubt it, man. I know he's oh, smoking him for sure. Ethan is trash <laughs> at video games. He is trash. Don't get me started. Not even on a uh, uh, Rocket League. Dude sucked at that. He was cold <laughs> at Apex though. I love Rocket League. Yeah. Um, did you have anything you wanted to get into besides man, uh, what we talked about? Head, man, but I want to – I wish – like I said, I wish we had a freaking comment section to see what the viewers want to listen to, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But, no, I want to do more of this. And um, we would definitely – I would like to touch on the topic of, of doubt with Ethan whenever he gets in because I think there's so much more to it that can be answered that, um, you know, can help – you know, are probably 15 listeners just right now. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I'm yeah. Not, I feel I feel confident in what we've done. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't really have anything else either. Um, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, this was this was a little different. So you know, maybe shoot me or Ethan or or geez, shoot me Ethan or Elijah a text. <laughs> And, uh, you know, maybe maybe you give us a little like you want more of this, you want less of this, because, you know, we we kind of kept it a little bit more serious in this episode. Um, but we're you know, you know, our normal episodes, we're joking around, we're talking about random things. And then maybe oh, yeah. we throw we throw a little bit of God in there. But I'd, I'd like to do more for sure. Yeah, um, me too. But I don't I don't really have much else to add. Um, do you want to pray us out? Maybe you have a prayer in Psalms you want to read. Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, that prayer is strong enough as it is. Let's see. I love Psalms. Okay. Beth, um, we're going to need you to block out this time period while I look for prayer. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yep. 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 Because yep. <laughs> I was trying to find this one prayer that um, is so awesome that I did it. can't figure it out. Um, whose way has been this? No, I can't find anything right now. The man who uh, I might just praise out outright, truthfully. That's fine. Hold on. Oh, I think I got some. 
solid podcast, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of these receivers that the Chiefs truck out there are sorry as hell. They are, though. All right, here we go. So I'm going to end this out with Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm sure we've all heard this song, and it's wonderful. Now, if you are in your room, please bow with us. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. But listen. Hmm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with the steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Father God, I just thank you so much for providing us with words of wisdom like this that we can look back and actually use these for our benefit. You know, whenever we're lost in scripture, lost in prayer, may we just Convict us to find something like this in your word. And may we never forget the blessings that you have provided for us. May we walk in your light this week and provide someone else with with that light as well. In your holy, mighty name, I thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. We, uh, you know, all 10 of you, you guys are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I hope you you enjoyed this episode. We got a little bit more into the religion. I had that big announcement, which I figured I would just share on here to see who the real ones are that congratulate me um, and have been <laughs> listening. No, I'm kidding. If you, if you don't listen to this, I, it doesn't matter to me. But um, thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Have a good week. Have a good Thanksgiving. Peace. Peace, guys.